When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, NFL Draft fans, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast with your host, John Chapman. That's me. It's going to be a lot of fun today. (laughs) We are going to find a way to piss off all 32 NFL fan bases at the exact same time. We are going to have a full two-round mock draft, no trades. We're going through with everything that we've got as far as information on what we think will happen, or at least what I think will happen, and I understand. This is my eighth mock draft. It is not new to me to upset people, and there are certain fan bases that get more upset than anybody else, hashtag Packers, Uh, and a lot of that's just because their fan base is very well in the know, and they know who they want and who they don't want. So, we're going to go through a full two-round mock draft. This is going to be an absolute blast for all 32 teams. I am very, very excited about this. So, having said that, without further ado, let's get started, and one just quick announcement before we jump in. If you have not already gone over to eatsleepfantasy.com and bought my draft book, I strongly recommend you to do so. It's only $10, but for the listeners of this podcast, all you have to do is enter in the promo code RUSH, R-U-S-H, all caps, and it's half off. It's 5 bucks. It's over 75 pages of content. Uh, I've been working for seven months on this. Uh, so please head over there. It's got everything that you need, big board, draft profiles, uh, Bill Walsh uh, scouting rubric on all the top players. Um, I mean, it's got everything. If you want to know how many brothers and sisters each prospect has, that's where you're going to find it, all the background work that you could ever want. So head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. You just click on John Chapman's NFL Draft Book. Fill out the information and put in the promo code R-U-S-H, RUSH, and it's five bucks off. So uh, please head over there and do that. That helps us out tremendously, and hopefully we can get more stuff for the podcast. So here we go. With the first pick overall, man, this has been fun, but I have them going. The Arizona Cardinals with the first pick, Kyler Murray. I think that it is going to happen, mainly just because it's what we're hearing. And so I understand that this first pick has the weight to change so many different things. But I think Kyler Murray's the best pick there. And what will happen is the Cardinals will trade Josh Rosen for a second and some change eventually. But I think Kyler Murray's going to be the guy there. Second pick overall, if the 49ers have Nick Bosa on the board, I do think that is the best football decision to make. I know a lot of the fan base is getting upset now by tweets from the past and all those things. And I understand the frustration. However, if we are focusing on football, I think Nick Bosa would be the pick. He fixed the 
biggest need. He is the number one player on my board. So I, I just I don't really have a hard time with that pick. I get he might I don't <laughs> might not want to hang out with him on the weekends or be a best friend or any of those things. But from football, uh, I think it's got to be Nick Bosa. He is clearing away the number one player for me this year. Number three, New York Jets are going to select Josh Allen, defensive end slash outside linebacker from Kentucky. The kid can just do it all. He is the number two player on my big board. I would have no problem with the Niners taking him number two overall. But whenever you can lead the SEC in sacks, I think the value is there, which means the Raiders stay put at number four, and they get Quinnen Williams, Defensive tackle out of Alabama. Now, this is kind of – I really do think that there are six premier players in this draft, and so any team picking in the top six I think is just very, very lucky. Uh, the Raiders, they already have some stud defensive tackles. They need an edge guy, but I think that there is a dramatic drop after Nick Bosa and Josh Allen. So if you're curious about you know trading picks and all that stuff, I do think that if the – Board falls, Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, number one, number two. I, I could definitely see Oakland trying to jump up uh, just one spot to guarantee one of those edge guys. But if they stay put at four, I, I don't think that it's a bad situation getting Quinnen Williams. He is an absolute stud. And, again, no problems if you want Quinnen Williams going first overall. I think this top-tier player, I, I don't mind any of these top four guys. At number five, probably the biggest shakeup or surprise, uh, Tampa Bay I have selecting the linebacker, but not the one everybody's thinking, Devin Bush, inside linebacker out of Michigan. He is my number five overall player. This defense has been just abysmal for a very, very long time. Why not get somebody that can dictate the entire field? And the main reason why I have Devin Bush over Devin White, who I love as well, Devin White is my 15th player in this class overall, um, is missed tackles and violence. Whenever Devin Bush shows up, he shows up with purpose, and he is much more uh, consistent tackler, which is huge from that interior uh, linebacker position. So number six overall, this is the last of my elite players in that top tier. That is Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston, landing with the New York Giants, and I can hear it all. Already, I am so excited about all these complaints. Yes, the Giants need a wide receiver. Uh, sorry, apologize. They do need a wide receiver. Uh, they just traded away the best one, but they do need a quarterback. Eli Manning is definitely not the answer now or in the future. However, Dave Gettleman is GM Dumb Shoes. So uh, I do think that this is a possibility and probably the best situation I could think of for the Giants if they do stay away from quarterback. Uh, personally, if I was the GM, I would be taking a quarterback there, either Haskins or Locke. I kind of like Locke more uh, as I watch more and more film. Uh, Haskins has the accuracy, which is legit. Don't get me wrong. But as far as ceilings go, I think Locke definitely has that. But the Giants, man, they're going to be the Giants. And Ed Oliver would have been a top five pick the last three years if he would have came out. Uh, Having him sleep, slipping here to six, I do not think that he can be there past this he's so elite um, and the idea of getting this kid at number six is a steal now if we move to number seven in the jacksonville jaguars i have them taking the very first tight end tj hawkinson out of iowa you have nick Foles now they don't really have a lot of holes on their roster outside of tight end why not get a player that can help the run game and the pass game? We saw Nick Foles and how um, active he was with the tight ends in Philadelphia. Why not keep that going? And TJ Hawkinson is just, he might be the safest player in this draft just because he could do it all. If you want to keep him, 
with his hand in the dirt and just an extra blocking first force on rundowns, exceptional. Um, if you are having a hard time protecting your quarterback, you can keep him in uh, helping against the number one pass rusher. He's that good of a uh, blocker. But if you want to split him out, you want to do some creative things, he will make the entire offense run much more smoothly. And I can't move him up enough in my ranks. You know, I have him number eight overall, but I would have no problem if he went earlier than this. He is that elite. I would have no problem if the Oakland Raiders took him at four. I don't think they will, but the value is there just because we're seeing in the NFL, everybody wants speed and spread that it's kind of the zig when others zag type of mentality. We're seeing how important a pivotal tight end piece can be that can do it all. If they can block and receive, they help everybody. So that's TJ Hawkinson, number seven overall. Number eight with the Detroit Lions, I have them going Greedy Williams, cornerback out of LSU. I understand, you know, big play slay. He's a beast. I get it. But there's still some holes there. And staying with this idea, Matt Patricia was with the New England Patriots. And during his time under Bill Belichick, they selected more cornerbacks in the first round than any other team in the NFL. I think that that could translate over to Detroit. Uh, Greedy Williams would be a great pick, and they could build this secondary very similar to what they did um, with New England when Patricia was over there. Number nine, the Buffalo Bills. I don't like this pick. I'm telling you that right now, and you can cuss at me, and I love Bills Mafia. That fan base is about as good as it gets. I have them taking DK Metcalf, wide receiver Ole Miss. This is a beyond a reach, however. If you are there as the Buffalo Bills and everything should be designed around making your quarterback better, um, you know, Josh Allen showed a lot of signs and he throws the deep ball more often than any other quarterback in the NFL. His average depth of target is insane. Um, they run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, chunk it deep, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, chunk it deep. And it's on all those kind of sprint out, roll out plays and. I think they should go O-line, but I think this is the pick that they will do. We saw how active they were trying to get Antonio Brown. That fell apart. So it's very clear that they want a wide receiver there, and they need wide receiver help. Why not go get DK Metcalf? I wish they would have went O-line, and I already can fill my Twitter mentions filling up, and that's great. Oh, by the way, yeah, you want to tell me how stupid this is? Please reach out and do not hold back. I can be your therapy for your team needs. At JL underscore Chapman, do not hold back. Um, I know my mentions are going to be trash, and that's okay. Uh, there's never been a mock draft done that made everybody happy, and it's not going to happen today. Number 10, the Denver Broncos. They stay at 10 and still get the guy that they covered, Drew Locke, quarterback out of Missouri. And that's the thing. I have Locke going ahead of Haskins in this mock draft, and I think that is a for real possibility because it depends on what type of offensive scheme you want. If you're wanting that deep vertical passing game, it's going to be Drew Locke. If you're wanting that quick, get the ball out, accuracy, put the ball in the hands of your studs, and most of your passes are within 10 to 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, then you're going to go Dwayne Haskins. And you really can't go wrong with both. They're in the same tier uh, for me as far as players go, but I would have no problem at all if Drew Locke goes before Dwayne Haskins. It just depends if you want that huge rocket arm that can uh, stretch the field vertically or if you just want quick pocket presence accuracy. Um, so Denver, John Elway gets their quarterback. I understand that they traded for Joe Flacco, Joe, Joe Flacco, but he is in his mid-30s. He's not the long-term answer. And the amount of criticism 
that Elway has received because of this quarterback position and lack thereof, uh, success thereof. Uh, I really do believe if Drew Locke is there at 10, why not? Uh, Perfect pairing. Number 11, another quarterback to the Cincinnati Bengals, Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State quarterback. Um, Cincinnati, and they get their new offensive coordinator slash head coach. Why not? Turn around and get your guy his new weapon. Andy Dalton was never the answer. He is more of a stopgap quarterback that can win if you have a solid team around him. But let's be fair. You're picking number 11. You do not have a solid team. There are some pieces in place, and I do not think that they are very far from competing for playoff contention. I think that they could do that. But Andy Dalton will never win you a playoff game and or a Super Bowl. So why not get somebody in there? They got very, very lucky by staying at number 11 and having a quarterback, a top-tier quarterback, fall to them and Dwayne Haskins. You know, if we go back to the time period when Kyler Murray wasn't sure if he was going to play football, everybody was like, man, Dwayne Haskins is the number one quarterback. But as we see every year, so we get closer and closer to the draft, and people have more time to evaluate and pick apart those top-tier guys. They start to fall. So Dwayne Haskins here going to Cincinnati at the number 11 spot. Number 12, yeah, people are going to be upset about this. Don't care. The Green Bay Packers, Devin White, uh, linebacker LSU. I doubt he will be there at 12, but the way that this quarterback or this mock draft fell, uh, Devin White slips. They get a blue chip prospect, one of the top tier guys to fall at 12. Understand they have Blake Martinez, but pair him up with Devin White who can do it all, uh, whether it's drop into coverage, sideline to sideline tackling from the inside spot, no problems rushing the passer through the interior in that kind of Clay Matthews role uh, that we saw him moving all over the place. This would make that entire defense better. And I got to give a shout out, you know, everybody expected Green Bay if you look at the earlier mock drafts, it was all edge rush. That's what they need. But their front office has gone by and filled almost all the holes with stop gaps so that they can draft best player available. And so that's why I have them taking Devin White here. Um, number 13, Miami. This is an absolute steal. Brian Burns going in the 13th overall pick. Defensive end out of Florida. Now, he is the combine pretty boy that everybody loves. Um, I have him as my number 13th overall player because he's such a great edge rusher. There are a lot of holes in his game. But the NFL values these edge players that can get sacks, and that's who Brian Burns is. Perfect fit right here at 13 to Miami. I do think that he's going to go earlier. And, th and th this is the thing about mock drafts and why we do so many of them. Everybody could say, oh, man, Brian Burns, no way in hell he's going to be there at 13. Well, okay. Devin White, no way in hell he's going to be there at 12. There's only so many picks. And we see this jumping up in value and drafting of these premier spots that are quarters, cornerbacks, quarterbacks, and edge players. They're going to go. This is a very deep draft. Uh, usually I have anywhere from 20 to 24 first-round grades whenever I grade out an entire process of the draft. This year I have 30 first-round grades. It's the most that I've had in the past five years. This is a deep first-round draft. Um, so understand, yeah, some players are going to fall like Brian Burns to 13. Could he go in the top five? Hell yeah, he could. Would that be a re reach? I don't think so. Um, if you wanted to have Tampa Bay taking Brian Burns at five, no problems with that. But based on my big board, team team needs and kind of what um, NFL draft rumors are out there, I think that there is a possibility that he does fall to 13. 
Number 14, I have our very first interior guy on the offensive line. Garrett Bradbury goes to the Atlanta Falcons at 14. Um, he's a center-type guard, absolute clean prospect out of NC State, probably some of the most fun film that I've ever watched. You know, the very first game I turned on of him, he had three pancakes in the first quarter. Like, this kid is just fun. So, uh, he gives you that versatility where he can play all three interior offensive line positions. Why not? Um, had no problem taking this guy in the top 10. But again, this is kind of the way the draft is shaking out. The 15th overall, the Washington Redskins could go quarterback, but all three of the top tier guys are gone. So, don't overreach. They are very far from being competitive. I have them taking. Defensive end out of Mich uh, Mississippi State, Montez Sweat. Again, him and Brian Burns are going to kind of be paired together. They offer very similar game, these kind of combine warriors that just showed out. Um, but Montez Sweat, he's been very, very good. He struggled against top-tier talent, top-tier tackles. But make no mistake, this guy is an absolute stud, and every NFL team will have him on their board with a first-round grade. Montez Sweat goes to the Washington Redskins at pick 15. At 16, I have the Carolina Panthers taking Juwan Taylor, for, uh, offensive tackle out of Florida. Now, the problems with Juwan Taylor is this. He's a right tackle. He's the best right tackle. You watch him go against Josh Allen or previously mentioned Montez Sweat, he shuts him down and it's not even close. He's not the prettiest tackle prospect because he's always played on the right side. He's not the most athletic or most physically imposing. He just gets the job done and will automatically make your entire offense run smoothly. Pick 17. The Giants are back on the clock. So they went defense with Ed Oliver in round one. I do not have them going quarterback again. Why not get another premier line player, build through the offense and defensive line? I have them take a Dalton Reisner. Kansas, City, uh, Kansas State offensive tackle, and this kid is special. He can play all five <laughs> offensive line positions, uh, you know, center, guards, tackle. He can do it all. And the kid is just mean as hell, exactly what you'd expect out of Kansas State offensive linemen. Why not shore it up up front so that whenever you finally do address the quarterback position, you know, the draft hasn't fallen this way. I love Dalton Reisner. Um, he's my 18th overall prospect. So going at 17, I have no issues there. Minnesota at pick 18. I have them taking Eric McCoy, center slash guard combo um, out of Texas A&M. Again, another stud. You want to see how special Eric McCoy is. Turn on the game film of Texas A&M versus Alabama and watch him. There's only about 12 plays where Eric McCoy goes heads up with Quinnen Williams and he makes him look normal. I really, I, I gave the win to Eric McCoy. Um, he is elite against elite. And some people have him slipping in the second. I don't see it because of how good of a center and a guard he could be. So Eric McCoy is a guy that I do believe will go in the second half of the first round. And th there's a lot of movable pieces on this Minnesota offensive line. Uh, you know, Pat F line's there, but they got to fix something. Uh, they're in contention right now for the worst offensive line in the NFL. There's about four teams fighting for that. If they can get that corrected, you know, they, they have the running back in Cook. They have the quarterback in Cousins. They have the wide receivers. They got the tight end. Their defense is stout. You know, definitely top three tight end or defense last year. They just got to fix the offensive line. And I really think that they are a team at 18 that could fall back probably five to six spots trade out and accumulate some picks and still get a guy like Eric McCoy. But the fit is ideal here. 
Number 19, Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Farrell. Defensive end out of Clemson. He is falling because he didn't have the best combine, but you turn on his film. He is elite. Uh, Cleveland Farrell's my number seven overall player. I love his film. And I think that the Clemson defensive ends, they get a little bit of a bad rap because of some of the people that came out before them and had some busts at that position. But make no mistake, this kid's been doing it for a long time. Absolute stud. Vrabel gets a great player here. Cleveland Farrell at 19 is a steal. Pick number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers get Rocky Sin. Man, name freaking amazing. Wrestling state champion. Cornerback out of Temple. And if you want to watch this kid, he is just Velcro. That's what I've got written next to his name. He gives up zero separation. Physical as all get out. Um, you know, my player comp, which I do for all my players on my uh, draft book, he's a rocked up Kendall Fuller. This guy could play linebacker. He is so physical. But he is so shifty. He just doesn't give up any separation whatsoever. Pittsburgh Steelers love physical corners that want to hit. Rocky Sin just has that written all over him. Number 21, the Seattle Seahawks get a steal in this draft. Jonah Williams, Alabama offensive tackles. I can't believe he's fallen this far, and I struggle with this. But I do think that he is going to be dinged for his length. The Seattle Seahawks seem to not care at all about offensive line. This is what they should do. If Jonah Williams is there, he should be gone pick 15. But... This falls in this draft. Jonah Williams, number 21, absolute still of a pick. I don't think the Seattle Seahawks will draft this well, um, but in this mouth, it's how it's felt. Number 22, the Baltimore Ravens get Rashawn Gary, defensive lineman. You can call him a tackle. You can call him an in. You can call him an edge out of Michigan. This is the highest potential pick uh, that can take place. He is a potential player, which means he hasn't done it yet. Rashawn Gary came out as the number one overall player whenever he came out of high school that year. He is unbelievable. But, um, you know, I'm not that high on him. His film leaves a lot, lot wanting. His highlights are great. His physical specimen, his stats, all that's great. It's just the film is awful. I, I, I have a second-round grade on him. But, again, Rashawn Gary is one of those players that could go top 10 just because teams will drool over what he's capable of. Um, I don't like it. I would hate this pick personally, but I, I doubt he makes it to 22. Again, you can see, as we get in the second half of the first round, there's so many guys that could go early. But somebody's got to fall. We see it every year. Pick number 23, the Houston Texans. If they don't go offensive line, Good Lord, they just hate Deshaun Watson, the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last year. Andre Dillard, offensive tackle out of Washington State. He has probably the highest ceiling of any of the tackles because he can play left tackle, and his pass protection is unreal. The problem with Andre Dillard is he can't run block if it, saved, if it, if it was to save his life. He never was asked to do that under Mike Leach's system. What they do up there with Washington State is every single play looks like a pass set for their offensive linemen. So the idea of getting movement in the run game, he's just never done it. Doesn't mean he can't do it. Just means he's never practiced it in the past four years. Pick number 24, the Oakland Raiders are back on the clock. They got Quinnen Williams at four. Here at pick 24, they're going to get one of the cleanest cornerback prospects, Byron Murphy out of Washington. I love what Washington does with their secondary. They put out the cleanest, most refined prospects um, in the secondary. Uh, it, I mean, they are just elite with how Chris Peterson teaches his guys to play up there. Byron Murphy, day one starter and just clean. Uh, you know, one of those super high floor prospects that there's just not much bust potential 
with this kid because he's just so smooth and so technical. Pick number 25, Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to get Cody Ford, offensive tackle out of Oakland. Some people have him graded as a guard. Some people have him as a right tackle. Some have him as a left tackle. Well, he's going to play guard for the Eagles until... Their amazing left tackle. Finally, Jason Peters decides to hang up his cleats, which I think this will be his last year. Then Cody Ford could move to tackle. No problem. Lane Johnson could play left tackle. It'd probably be a little bit better for Lane Johnson to move to left, Cody Ford to move to, to right tackle, but they would have so many options. They've got to address that need now while they can. They don't have a lot of holes on their roster. Um, you know, One year off of a Super Bowl win, they do very well in free agency as well to plug holes, so they don't have a lot of spots. But this kind of meets draft need plus value. It's all there. Pick number 26 with the Indianapolis Colts. I got A.J. Brown, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. He is a slot guy, and he is elite. Um, You know, I have a late first-round grade on him, and I really do think that teams that want a slot guy will have A.J. Brown as their first wide receiver. I, I believe that. If you don't want a slot guy, you're going to knock him a little bit if you're looking for that outside guy. And Andrew Luck is playing as well as any quarterback in the NFL last year. So I I just think this is one of those perfect fits where you slide him in there and it's just going to be unbelievable. That offense would be unreal. Pick number 27, the Oakland Raiders are back on the clock. They have addressed corner. They have addressed defensive tackle. They still haven't got their edge guy, and they're going to wait a little longer. If you don't get an edge guy early, um, it, that's where it kind of starts to get bad. I got them taking Josh Jacobs running back out of Alabama. This is the first running back off the clock, and he just looks like a Gruden guy. Um, big guy that can do it all. I know they just signed Isaiah Crowell, but he didn't get very much money. They are not looking for him to be the franchise guy. I could totally see Josh G- Jacobs being the every down back there. It's just a perfect fit in that offense. Pick number 28, the Los Angeles Chargers take Nasir Adderley. Man, this is one of my favorite prospects in this draft. Safety out of Delaware. And just me as a football fan, I would love for them to package uh, you know, this the hard-hitting safety out of Delaware with their insane pick last year at safety. It doesn't even make sense how far he fell last year from Florida State. So, and again, if we jump to what happened with the Los Angeles Chargers in the playoffs, they got rid of their linebacker position. They loaded up on all kind of hybrid safety guys, which worked very well in the first round, but then it didn't work at all against the New England Patriots and their power run game. But if you want a guy that can do it all, it's Nasir Adderley. He could play uh, slot corner. He could play linebacker. He's about as physical in the run game as any safety. Love this guy out of Delaware. Put him back there. Man, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Pick number 29, the Kansas City Chiefs take Jonathan Abram. And this is where the run on safeties is going to start. You know, Jonathan Abram definitely could be the first safety off the board. Had no problem with that with his top end speed. What he's done at Mississippi State has been elite. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they let uh, their safety leave, which is a bummer. They don't really bring anybody in. Jonathan Abram, they've got to fix that secondary. Um, They've got to fix a lot of things on defense uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. They need some help. Pick number 30, the Green Bay Packers are back on the clock. They got, you know, their inside linebacker, Devin White, fell to them to the 12th overall pick in this draft. Why not go get Chase Winovich? defensive end out of Michigan this kid is special if you want to watch you know Rashawn Gary and his film I promise you every other player you're going to say man who the hell is this other guy making a play at the exact same position 
but is always in the backfield and always around the ball. Uh, I, several teams, including myself, have Chase Winovich ranked higher than Rashard Gary. Um, now, his potential isn't as great, but his production is way far superior. So I, I think this would be good. You get another edge player to pair up with their free agent signings, fix that defense, and allow Aaron Rodgers to just win games by not outdueling teams, but actually stopping them on the defensive side. Um, I, I really think he would just immediately step into that edge role. It would be absolute great watching that defense run around and play football. Pick number 31, the Los Angeles Rams take Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson, automatically steps into that spot Sue left. You know, Christian Wilkins has been a four-year starter for Clemson and has just been elite since day one. And it, his production would be absolutely perfect because uh, all of the attention would be focused on Aaron Donald and Wilkins would continue to get one-on-one matchups. The production would be there. Absolutely great. And probably my favorite pick of this first round, pick number 32, the New England Patriots get Jay Sternberger, Tight end out of Texas A&M. This kid is unreal. He is my 24th overall rated player. I love his film. He's a one-year player, but just unreal. And you talk about need meets value. This is what it's going to be. I could possibly see the Patriots trading up to get this guy. I know several mocks have Jace going in the second round. I don't think it's going to happen. In today's NFL, he just has too many boxes checked. Um, he is a gamer. And you put him in that offense, literally, he is the Gronk replacement. I, I think it would be a great pick. So uh, before we jump into our second round and we go through all those players, I want to take time out to thank our sponsor, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. It doesn't matter what NFL team or sports team you're a fan of. They are there to meet all of your needs. They have been very supportive of this podcast with all the giveaways, and hopefully we'll have some more coming soon. But head over head over to Game Day Sports and Memorabilia for anything you need. Birthdays, um, anniversaries, whatever. You know, My wife is always asking, what do you want for our anniversary? And I can never come up with anything. I just started telling her, man, get me something from the 49ers on game day sports and memorabilia, and it's over. They're not too expensive. Everything is backed and fully guaranteed. So head over there to game day sports and memorabilia. Now let's jump into our second round. Man, this is fun. I love this stuff. I, I And I love that I can hear as I mention certain things, just people saying, no way they will do that. That's stupid. The dumbest thing ever. And hopefully... Even if you do hate this podcast and you do hate how your team or teams drafted, you'll let us know how they should have drafted. This this is why we do these conversations because whenever I say your team and whatever they got, let me know. If all these players are on the board at this situation, tell me who they would have gotten. Who would you rather than pick? And let's continue this conversation. So the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock with pick 33. They went Kyler Murray in round one. They get Chris Lindstrom. Boston College offensive guard slash center. Um, he's probably going to stay at guard, but he steps in, and why not protect your new quarterback, allow him to uh, have a little bit of time, because here's the deal with Kyler Murray. He played behind probably the best offensive line in the past decade in college football. Now he's going to be going to Arizona, where their offensive line is one of the worst. So you've got to get him some type of protection. And, and I said this last year, you know, I was beyond high. On Josh Rosen, he was my number one prospect. He, I thought I think he has the highest ceiling of any of the quarterbacks last year. Uh, Baker Mayfield definitely seems to have taken that lantern, but just based off college film, Josh Rosen's ceiling was insane. 
But in my draft evaluation, I said, if you do not protect him, you are wasting his entire skill set. You've got to protect your quarterbacks. And yes, Kyler Murray can create on his own, but you've got to get him some help up front. Whoever the quarterback is going to be in Arizona, they've got to get help up front. Um, the second pick, I have pick 34 overall. The Indianapolis Colts get Jalen Ferguson, defensive end out of Louisiana Tech, the all-time NCAA sack leader. It is so difficult for me to drop Jalen Ferguson all the way to the second round, but I did it. Goal achieved. I, I love that kid. His film is so great. There's some off-the-field concerns. His three-cone was terrible, but as far as film goes, Jalen Ferguson belongs in the first round. I have him going pick 34 overall. 35th pick, the Oakland Raiders take Ja'Kai Polite. This is about the height uh, of where he could go. I think he'll fall further, but the way that this mock fell, the Raiders, all three of their first picks, their first-round picks, they didn't address the edge rusher. It just didn't fall that way. You know, Nick Bosa and Josh Allen went before they picked at four. Then you had all the kind of middle-tier Cleveland Farrells, Burns, Sweat. They all went. Rashawn Gary was gone too. So what are they going to do? Um, they address a whole bunch of needs. They go ahead and take a guy like Ja'Kai Polite, which, let's be honest, the Raiders love to take these project kind of low-character, quote-unquote, guys. Um, so the Ja'Kai Polite falls to the 31st pit, 35th pick. I think he'll fall lower, but if for some reason the Raiders don't get their edge guy early, I could see this happening. With the fourth pick in the second round, pick 36 overall, the 49ers select Juan Thornhill. Safety out of Virginia. You want a high-end safety with the highest ceiling? I think it's this guy. You know, he's a physical freak, over six foot, ran a 4-4-2-40. He can do it all. Um, the safeties in this draft are very interchangeable in the fact that you've got to figure out what you want. Do you want a versatile safety that can play slot? You're going to have those guys. If you want your guy to be that kind of Cover three single high safety, you've got a handful of guys. You want that thumper, there's a handful of guys. But um, Taylor Rapp has been the guy that I've had kind of picked in this area. But with his 4-7-40 that he ran at his pro day, I think he's kind of eliminated from that single high safety position. So somebody like Darnell Savage or Juan Thornhill or Chauncey Garner-Johnson, um, I think those are kind of the guys that are going to start to fly off in this range. So the 49ers get Nick Bosa at pick two and Juan Thornhill here at pick 36. And with the 37th overall pick, the New York Giants, are you ready? Finally address their quarterback position. They get Daniel Jones at 37. And I'm curious. I know that the Giants do not want Daniel Jones in the first round. I'm curious if they would be happy to get him here at pick 37. You know, the comps to Eli and the coaching with Cutcliffe and all those things, there are so many. But, you know, getting a quarterback like this in the second round, I would be okay with as a Giants fan. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer, but at least they're trying to do something, and you still get your two first-round picks of elite talent. So basically, if we look at the Giants, they get Josh Oliver, you know, pick six overall, Dalton Reisner, and pick 17, and then Daniel Jones. So uh, I would be okay with that if I was a Giants fan, but I'm smarter than that, so I'm not a Giants fan. Uh, anyway, pick 38, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Nikhil Harry, wide receiver out of Arizona State. This is, there's so much talent that is here. You know, six, uh, seventh pick overall, they got TJ Hawkinson. Second round, they get Nikhil Harry. Keep adding weapons around Nick Foles, see what they can do. The 39th pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers get David Montgomery running back out of Iowa State. 
Ronald Jones was a failure. You've got to get somebody else in there and see what they can do. David Montgomery is just about a, as fun a running back and three-down guy as you could have. If you look at what Bruce Arians did with David Johnson at Arizona, you plug David Montgomery into that right off the bat. It's just absolutely perfect. And as far as fantasy goes and redraft and dynasty, David Montgomery would be pretty close to the number one overall running back uh, in rookie drafts. He would be unreal. Uh, back to Buffalo, pick 40, Jerry Tillery, defensive tackle out of Notre Dame. I have a first-round grade on this kid. Kyle Williams is gone. Plug him straight into this, and it's just absolutely a perfect fit. I love the way this kid plays. Um, he's not getting enough love from Twitter. Uh, hopefully that will happen eventually. Whoever gets this guy, his film is so great. With the 41st pick, I have Noah Fant going to the Denver Broncos, tied it out of Iowa. A lot of people have Noah Fant going a lot earlier than this, and I would not be surprised at all. But he's not kind of your blocking all-purpose tight end. He would be used as a wideout. Uh, Evan Ingram is probably the closest comp that you're going to get for him, that type of way. The Cincinnati Bengals, pick 42. They get Yadney Kajust, uh, offensive tackle out of West Virginia, why not protect your new quarterback that you got in Dwayne Haskins? Let's get some protection, and let's continue to build this team the right way. Love this pick here. Pick number 43, Caden Smith out of Stanford. He is much more of that kind of all-purpose tight end. Um, he's just a yards out of the catch after the catch guy. And Detroit needs some tight end help. They might have five tight ends on the roster, but none of them are any good. Pick 44, the Green Bay Packers. I have them taking Marquise Brown, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. And Marquise Brown, if not for his Liz Frank injury, I do believe could be the first wide receiver taken in this draft. He is super tiny, but he is just a big play waiting to happen with elite speed and crazy separation on every route. Very, very fun film. And, and in today's NFL... There is a premium on players like this. Yes, Green Bay might not need a wide receiver. I've heard that said. I get it. Um, you know, Devontae Adams is elite. But outside of De Devontae Adams, there's some major question marks. You could talk about Geronimo Allison. You could talk about uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantley. You could talk about ESP. Those are number three type guys. If you can get an elite guy just because of an injury concern with a new wide receiver coach or a new, new head coach and all those things – why not get Marquise Brown? Uh, love this pick here, and I think it'd be an absolute perfect fit with Aaron Rodgers, who can actually throw the deep ball. Um, so love that pick there. Pick number 45, the Atlanta Falcons get DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. You know, DeAndre Baker, I have no problem going in the first round. He has fallen dramatically since the combine and the interview process and all those things, but he is his film's great. It's just he, there's maybe some questions, some character concerns there, so I could see him fall to the top half of the second round. Pick number 46. The Washington Redskins are on the clock. They got their pass rusher, Montez Sweat, in the first round. They get Hakeem Butler. Wide receiver out of Iowa State, 6'5", just an absolute behemoth of a man. Yes, they still don't get quarterback, but they're far from quarterback. <laughs> Hopefully they can trade for Josh Rosen in this situation. This would probably be the pick they'd be giving up, but no trades in this one, so that's what we're staying with. Pick number 47, the Carolina Panthers get Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle out of Michigan State. Um, the injury, he's probably not going to get to play very, very much the first year, if at all, but... 
Carolina loves those big kind of physical defensive tackles. So this is the pick there. They got Jawan Taylor in the first round. Offensive tackle. Stay with building in the trenches. Love this pick. Pick number 48, the Miami Dolphins get Debo Samuel. Uh, man, this guy everybody loves. You know, Starting with the Senior Bowl, he just came out and shined. He was part of a terrible offense um, as wide receiver at South Carolina. But his ceiling is as high as it gets. Um, why not put him in that Jarvis Landry role? Him and Albert Wilson. You have these two guys that can just create so much after the catch. Love this for whomever is going to be the quarterback eventually. I know it's Fitz Magic now, but that's not going to last. Um, the Cleveland Browns, pick number 49, their first pick. They get Trayvon Mullen, cornerback out of Clemson. Could possibly have the highest ceiling of any cornerback in this draft. 6'1 guy, very physical, and just brings so much energy to this defense. You put him off opposite Denzel Ward. Golly, uh, the Cleveland Browns roster is just stacked front to back. Um, this is just... It, it's hard not to draft corner for them just because that's one of the only needs you can see. Uh, safety, you could say there's a spot there, but this is a great pick here. Pick number 50, the Minnesota Vikings. They went all interior offensive line with their first-round pick. Why not stay on offensive line? It's still not going to be fixed with one guy. We get Greg Little, offensive tackle out of Ole Miss, and this is a guy whose game film is good. He's just lazy and out of shape you know look at what happened to orlando brown last year horrible combine uh very similar to greg little and he went from first round to third round yet when he was drafted by the ravens he started pretty much the entire year and they're going to keep him there as a stalwart tackle for years to come greg little has the potential and the ceiling to be that guy for the minnesota vikings pick number 51 the tennessee titans get irv smith jr tight end out of alabama this is a great pick, and he gets to basically be in two tight end sets and wants Delaney Walker, who's not healthy and possibly could not be ready for the start of the season. He will be the starter day one whenever Walker comes back. That's fine. You can work them interchangeably. But Walker's only got a year or two left. So great pick there. Again, you could see team identities. Um, echoed throughout this mock draft. And so if you look at the Tennessee Titans, they build in the trenches. You get a tight end in round two. You got a stud defensive end in Cleveland Farrell round one. Pittsburgh Steelers, why not stay with this idea, right? So they got a stud corner in the first round with Rocky Sin. Let's get a physical wide receiver, which they love, with pick 52, Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver out of NC State, one of the best blocking tight ends that I have graded in the past six years. Uh, insane body awareness. Yes, he doesn't run a very fast 40, um, but that's not really what they value in that offense. You know, you can go back to Antonio Brown was a 4-5 guy. Juju Smith-Schuster, same thing. Um I love Kelvin Harmon. Absolute insane catches on the sideline. Body awareness level one. Um, he is my wide receiver one. I've got him dropping to the 52nd pick, which broke my heart. Um, I would have no problem with the Niners taking him 36th overall. I think that's kind of the earliest he would go, and the 50s is about as far down as he will fall. Just great football player with great hands. Pick 53, the Philadelphia Eagles get Zach Allen, who doesn't have to travel far. Uh, you know, he's an ACC guy, defensive end out of Boston College. And he is a guy that could go a lot sooner. If you miss out on the elite edge guys, Zach Allen is kind of your Patriots' perfect defensive end. 
bigger bodied, not a lot of bend. He's more of an all-purpose player that is a three-down edge player, that strong side defensive end in the 4-3. Um, love this pick. Philadelphia Eagles, they just seem to pick and trade for and sign all edge players. They can't have enough. Pick 54. Um, you know, we get back-to-back picks here by the Houston Texans. And with the 54th pick, I got them taking Elton Jenkins center slash guard combo that just right off the bat, I don't think that he's going to last this long, but somebody's got to fall. So in the first round, they got a tackle on Andre Dillard. They get an interior guy in Elton Jenkins. And with the 55th pick, they get Joe Jackson. Big-time defensive end out of Miami, Florida that can just play that 3-4 defensive end spot. You know, you've got um, Clowney as the outside linebacker, Watt as the defensive end, and then you put Joe Jackson on the other side. Why not continue to just get tough in the trenches? Pick 56, the New England Patriots go out and get J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, just touchdown machine, wide receiver out of Stanford, staying with this theme of correcting their biggest holes and that is outside wide receiver and tight end. They got Jay Sternberger in the first round. They get J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Patriots fan will love this pick because he's a very, very fun player. Pick 57. The Eagles are back on the clock, and they get a linebacker, Jermaine Pratt, out of NC State. Uh, just a tackling, phenomenal player. And you can see the drop at interior linebacker position. You know, with Devin White went 12th overall, we don't get another one going until pick 57. Um, I do think this back end of the second round is where we're going to start to see some of these interior guys. If you're wanting a tackling machine, kind of all-purpose linebacker, Jermaine Pratt's going to be your guy. If you're wanting that super hyper athlete that kind of runs track speed 4-4, Gary Johnson of Texas is a guy that you could put there. But you're going to kind of have to pick your poison after this. Pick 58, the Indianapolis Colts get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, safety out of Florida, kind of do it all. He can play probably five positions on defense, whether outside corner, slot, both safety roles or a nickel. You could put him at the linebacker spot. He's that physical. Um, he is an absolute stud. At pick 58, this is a steal. The Dallas Cowboys, I hate that this fell to them. They get Darnell Savage, safety out of Maryland, 4-3 guy, just insane speed that they put in that top safety spot. Um, I think that Darnell Savage could go sooner. The problem is his film is pretty inconsistent in the fact that he misdiagnoses plays. But I would, again, you, with these guys and in the second round, I have no problem with any of these players going high end round two, whether that's, you know, Elton Jenkins, uh, Zach Allen, Kelvin Harmon, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Darnell Savage. Any of these guys could go at the top of the second round. This is a very deep draft. Pick number 60, the Los Angeles Chargers get their backup quarterback, and why not stay within the school? NC State, Phillip Rivers' alma mater, they go get Ryan Finley. Why not have the Wolfpack train in the Wolfpack? That's just the way it goes. This would be an absolute perfect fit. We know that the Chargers were in trade talks with the Cardinals for Josh Rosen, so they don't get them in this. There's no trades, so go get Ryan Finley. Pick 61, Andy Isabella lands with the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, Insane track champion, tiny little bitty wide receiver. Can you think of something else that Kansas City has like that? Tyreek Hill, you know, he's got some issues, some legal problems off of the field, uh, some possible domestic violence stuff, and this wouldn't be his first issue. He also um, had some issues with his pregnant girlfriend um, back in college. So if 
this doesn't bear out, why not get somebody that can fit into that role? And if not, no problem. You've lost Chris Conley, so you've got another wide receiver to put into that mix. And in the back end of the second round, pick 61, I think this would be wonderful. Pick 62. The Saints, with their first pick, they traded away their first rounder last year to get Marcus Davenport, which was a bad trade. Didn't really pan out yet. But they get Michael Jordan, um, offensive center slash guard. He would play center for them out of Iowa, Ohio State. Sorry about that. Um, you know They lost their center, retired early, which is a big deal. Drew Brees hates pressure in his face. And Michael Jordan is about as good as any in kind of that stalemate block up front. He does not give up ground. The Chiefs are back on the clock at pick 63, and they get Amani Oru. <laughs> I'm going to mess this up 20 times. Armani Oruwe out of Pitt State, cornerback. He is very, very fun, very high ceiling. They need lots of help on that defensive side. And the last pick of our mock draft, pick number 64, the New England Patriots get quarterback out of North Dakota State, Easton Stick. Why not? Um, you know, North Dakota's got a lot of fun. Carson Wentz is alma mater. I like Easton Stick. He runs a very similar pro-style system that they run for the Patriots. The learning curve would be pretty low. Um, I think the Patriots are going to get somebody in the second round, whether it's with that 56th pick or the 64th pick, who knows. But they are going to be trying to get a quarterback. And if they don't trade for one, I could see them drafting somebody like Easton Stick. Um, he just he would fit their system absolutely perfectly. So, Hopefully you enjoyed this. If you didn't, please let me know. Don't just tell me that my mother should have never had children, which happened last week. That's okay. I appreciate those insults. Please also tell me what you hated about it and what you would have done differently uh, based on how the board fell in this mock. Reach out to me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. If you have any draft questions, email those over at 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com again 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com and again if you didn't already buy that draft book head over to eat sleep fantasy uh, com and you'll see john chapman's draft book the promo code is rush r-u-s-h all capital letters thank you and man we are close to the draft so close we'll talk soon Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.